You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 283, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. Episode 283, how to put yourself first. I had a couple other episodes that I wanted to talk about just in terms of 2021, and I will get those episodes out here. But this is one that as I am about to hit my 43rd year of life, 43 years, goodness gracious, um, as I'm about to turn 43 this week, I really have been thinking about this concept and it's been coming to me, you know, synchronicities from the universe, just these messages have been showing up in my life in terms of the podcasts I've been listening to, the interviews I've been watching, um, even, even just watching Real Housewives. I've just been getting the message that, um, it is time to put myself first. And it's not that I haven't been doing that. I think I did that in my 30s in a much more profound way than I did in my 20s. But I almost feel like I'm being called even higher than that. Like, there's just this sense in my soul at this point about to enter year 43, that what I want can no longer take a backseat. Um, I don't know if you can relate. What I want can no longer take a backseat. I'll give you some examples. So right now at this moment, I, I live in the beautiful state of Wyoming. It is rural. It is beautiful. The summers are amazing and the winters are horrible. They are the tundra. It is freezing. I absolutely hate it. And I've been having this moment this year because I've lived in Wyoming now, what, almost four years at this point, almost, um, where I'm saying... Putting myself first means not being in Wyoming during the winters, period. Putting myself first means I am not in the tundra from December 1st to June 1st. I will come back June 1st and spend June 1st till November 30th uh, in the beautiful state when it's beautiful out, but living in the tundra year round is not, is not for me. Um, and so that's one example where I'm saying to myself, yeah, I got to change that. Like that is something um, that I have to change. Now, is it something that I change overnight? No, I need to go make some visits in different states that are warmer and I need to go see what their real estate looks like and I need to go visit them and perhaps do an Airbnb for a month and see if I really like those. I mean, there's there are many steps from the moment where you decide to put yourself first to actually executing on it, which I think most people never talk about, right? You hear people say, put yourself first, just just do it. And then a month later, you wonder why you have a shit show in your life. Well, you have a shit show in your life because you made all these decisions and you gave all these ultimatums to people in your life and you just bulldozed everybody, but you didn't have a plan. You didn't test out what putting yourself first actually means. And now you've got all the collateral damage of exploding on everybody because you feel like you've put yourself last. You yell at everybody and tell them what you're going to, you declare putting yourself first. And it's a nightmare because there was no planning, thought, uh, consideration in the mix. So I say all of this to say that that's just one example in my own life as I enter year 43 where I'm going, yeah, I got to change that. You know, my fitness is another one. I have wanted to compete in a, a bodybuilding competition uh, in bikini for decades. And I'm going, okay, Cassandra, you got to put yourself first. Like you got to make this a mainstay. And at the same time, I also want to have more babies before 
46 because I don't want to have babies at 50 like my grandmas did. I'm not interested in that. Um, and that is also a place where I'm going, well, you, what do you put first? When do you, how do you put yourself first? There are all of these things that come in when you're thinking about what it means to put yourself first. And so I'm recording this episode because I don't have all the answers. Let me start there. I don't have all the answers of what putting yourself first, which parts of that Do you put yourself first in terms of sleeping eight hours a night? Do you put yourself first in terms of working out three hours a day? Do you put yourself first in terms of changing careers, getting another degree, which is going to lead to less sleep because you're getting another degree? I cannot give you a blueprint of for your life, which specific things you need to do first. But what I want to do in this episode is I want to share with you what it feels like and, and some of the things for you to consider when you begin to look at how do I put myself first in my life, in this season, where I'm at, because it's going to look different for everybody. When you're 22, putting yourself first is going to look totally different than when you're 32, which will look totally different than when you're 40, 50, 60 and onward. So I want to talk about how do you put yourself first? And I want to start with a quote from Anais Nin. I'm not even sure if I say her name right, but I love most of her quotes. And so um, Anais Nin said, My mission, should I choose to accept it, is to find peace with exactly who and what I am, to take pride in my thoughts, my appearance, my talents, my flaws, and to stop this incessant worrying that I can't be loved as I am. Let me read that again. My mission, should I choose to accept it, is to find peace with exactly who and what I am to take pride in my thoughts, my appearance, my talents, my flaws, and to stop this incessant worrying that I can't be loved as I am, Anais Nin. That's the mission that comes along with putting yourself first, to find peace with exactly who and what you are, to take pride in your thoughts, your appearance, your talents, your flaws, and to stop this incessant worrying that you cannot be loved as you are. But there's a lot in that. There's a lot that you got to do. There's a lot that you have to change. There's a lot you have to shift. So I'm going to now move from Anais's quote to Epictetus's quote. And Epictetus said, if you are ever tempted to look outside yourself for validation, you have compromised your integrity. If you need a witness, be your own. Let me say the words of Epictetus again. If you are ever tempted to look outside yourself for validation, You have compromised your integrity. If you need a witness, be your own. And that's the first thing that that I'm going to share with you, that that for 2021, in this World Year 5, which if you didn't listen to the last episode about what it means to be in a World Year 5, go listen to it, because it's going to be a crazy year, folks, just preparing you. Your personal year might be awesome, but the world year, what's going on in the world in 2021 is going to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So like get grounded. Uh, But, and part of getting grounded really is putting yourself first. So let me start with some of the things that in my 43rd year of life, I'm going to be working on in terms of putting myself first. Number one, as Epictetus said, be your own witness. If you are ever tempted to look outside yourself for validation, you have compromised your integrity. If you need a witness, be your own. Be your own witness. In other words, putting yourself first means being your own witness. Meaning, 
I'm really starting to ask myself these kinds of questions. How can I give myself the validation that I keep looking for in other people? How can I honor what I need, what I want, and what I desire? Not by begging someone else to be, do, or have what they are not, to be different, to show up differently, but how can I fulfill my own needs And how can I show up for myself? These are the kinds of questions I've been asking myself last year for sure. This year I'm asking now, but I'm also activating those answers. Like how am I giving myself validation? How am I honoring what I need, what I want, what I desire? So the first thing to putting yourself first is be your own witness. Like as much as we're looking for other people to see us, to get us, to choose us, There just comes a moment where you realize a person could do that for the rest of their lives to try to please you. And if you don't do it for you first, it will never, ever be enough. Be your own witness. Number two, the second thing I'm doing this year to put myself first is loving who and what I am right now. This is super hard for me. I got to tell you, I am always on the road to self-improvement and I am... Uh, someone who, you know, like excellence, my standards are freaking high, um, high to the point of being tiring high, right? So when your standards are super, super high and you feel like you're never meeting them, there's the inner critic raging all the time. There's the self-doubt going in the background all the time. There's the never feeling good enough. Like those three things I have worked on and will probably work on for my entire life. Um, so this part of putting yourself first is the loving who and what you are right now. And it is so challenging for most of us, especially as women. And yet it's so critical if we're going to put ourselves first. Cause, cause just sit, sit for, sit with us for a second. How can you nurture, support and honor a person that you judge so harshly and resent so deeply? Like, how, how do you do that? If, if you never feel like enough, if nothing you do is good enough, if who you are isn't enough, How do you actually give yourself permission to nurture, support, and honor that person? You don't. You don't. Because you don't even deem them worthy because they're not doing the things and living up to the standards that you've set for you. So you're not going to love who and what this version of you is right now. And so in this, you know, 2021, I'm really looking for ways in my own life to love who and what I am right now even if I hate the season that I'm in, even if I hate how my body looks, even if I hate uh, the choices I've made in the past, even if I hate the consequences of past choices that I've made and still having to live with them and work through them, I am still asking myself on a daily basis, okay, how can I accept myself for this temporary being that I am in this moment, knowing that every spot in my life is the opportunity for a new beginning and that I'm never the same in any moment, right? Like, I think that's the one thing that helps me get over the not enough whenever it decides to rear its ugly head is this concept of I'm not the same yesterday, today, and I will not be the same tomorrow, which means that every single moment that I breathe is an opportunity to begin again, to start again, to be a different version of me, and I get to choose which version shows up in the room in any given moment. So I think that's how I get from all of the inner critic stuff and all of the judgmental stuff to to being able to at least segue into a place where I'm willing to love who and what I am in this very moment. Number three, third thing that we can do to put ourselves first, 
Do things that bring you joy on a regular basis. With COVID, this is tough. I mean, if you're an extrovert and you're used to like, let's go out to lunch and let's go out to dinner and let's go to Vegas and let's, it can be super tough, but this is where you dig deep. Um, we still live in a COVID world. And so you've got to start to say, well, what are the little things that bring me joy? When I watch a certain show, when I read a certain book, when I go to a certain website, you know, if I watch Super Soul Sunday, what fuels me and what feeds me? If I get on my Peloton, does it bring me joy? And start giving yourself permission to have joyful moments throughout the day. You know, like chocolate brings me a ton of joy, but chocolate also makes me gain weight. So, I mean, you got to sort of temper the the joyful things, but find things that, you know, like even if it's just, t- I love Epsom salt baths, bubble baths, even if it's something like a bubble bath. And yes, uh, when you're going through hell or you're going through really hard things, it's not that those self-carry kind of things, a massage, what have you, it's not that they make the problems go away, but they increase your worthiness because even amidst all of the struggles and the trials and the tribulations of your life, what you are saying to the universe and what you are saying to you is my joy still matters. My joy still matters. And so if you want to put yourself first, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter how busy you are, no matter how much your business is booming and you just are working nonstop, find ways throughout the day, even just to laugh to laugh from your, you know, like from your diaphragm, like belly laughter, do things that bring you joy on a regular basis. Number four, tell yourself the truth about what isn't working and decide what needs to happen to change that. This is a big one because I think people get this, this one wrong all the time. And I've gotten this one wrong for about 20 years, finally getting it right. Finally. Um, took me forever to get this one though. And, and, and this is really important to putting yourself first, telling yourself the truth about what isn't working and deciding what needs to happen to change that. Now, notice I didn't say get up and change your entire life right now. Notice I didn't say get up, you know, tell yourself the truth about what's not working and go crush all of that. Like end it, fix it, throw it out, unfriend people, uh, Facebook, I didn't say any of that. Facebook block people. Mm-mm, I didn't say telling yourself the truth and doing something about the truth are two completely different steps. And what a lot of people do is they get so afraid that they will not make good decisions after they tell themselves the truth that what they try to do prematurely is tell themselves the truth and then immediately go and put it into action because they feel like they're going to be chicken shit and back away from it. You might be chicken shit and back away from it, but even the being chicken shit has its reasoning. There's a reason if you're not, if you've told yourself the truth about a situation, something like I need to change careers or I need to leave this relationship or uh, I need to get married or I need to have a baby or I need to, to end this business because it's soul killing and I need to start a new consulting firm. Whatever the truth is for you, if from the moment you tell yourself the truth about something, you don't actually do something about that. There's a reason why. And it's not you being lazy. It's not you being chicken shit. It's not you being, um, not handling your business. If your soul, once you've told yourself the truth, is it pushing you to action? 
Like that light bulb moment where you go, "Mm -mm, everything's different. Everybody has that light bulb moment. Everything's different. Nothing can be the same. You've got like, you are impelled to take action. If that impelled to take action moment hasn't happened, even though you've told yourself the truth, there's a reason why you're not taking action. Trust it. And not enough people speak about this. So many people put guilt and shame and blame in the mix of, if you know something's not working in your life, in your business, get up and immediately change it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. And then what ends up happening is that, you know, you're hearing all of these motivational gurus and all of these coaches and all these people are telling you, right now, immediately, get up, change your life, burn it down, blah, blah, blah. And then you burn your life down. And then you're, you're in even worse of a position because number one, you just finished telling yourself the truth. So you're reeling from the truth you told you. And then number two, you burned your life down because some motivational speaker told you to go after it right now, but you didn't even have five minutes to process the truth you just told yourself for the first time in like 30 years. That's senseless advice. Because that motivational speaker, that coach, me, I don't know your life. And I don't know if you're ready to take action. Why would I tell you to just jump in and tell yourself the truth and then go handle it? No. So many people are judging themselves for not being ready to make a huge life change, a huge business change that they know they need to make because they've told themselves the truth about it. They are judging themselves because they're not making those changes right now. And you know what the the, the oxymoron of, of that judgment is that that level of shame, blame, and guilt is not helping you get to action sooner. It's actually keeping you stuck longer. So putting yourself first does mean telling you the truth, the truth that you feel, the truth that you know, telling yourself that truth just between you and you. This is not between you and anybody else. This is not between you and your mother, you and your father, you and your spouse. This is between telling yourself the truth over and over and over again to be real with you and in time trusting the process of life, the timing of your life and yourself. When it's the right time, your soul will tell you, you will know, and you will turn that truth into action when you're ready. And I can't tell you when you're going to be ready. A motivational speaker can't tell you when you're going to be ready. Instagram quotes can't tell you when you're going to be ready. Only you know when you're ready. Only you know. And that's enough. That's enough. Fifth and final thing I'm going to talk about in terms of how to put yourself first. Take care of your body. This goes without saying. And you know what? What's so interesting is nowhere does your lack of care. I'm just going to tell all of the women out there in case you've never been through an infertility journey. This is now my third infertility journey. Um, nowhere does your lack of, of, of caring for your body come, come through the body more than infertility. If you are not handling your body well and caring and nurturing and loving your body the way you're supposed to, it will show you through infertility, which again, this is my third rodeo on this one. And my body is clearly saying to me, Cassandra, you are not doing the things that we need to produce another life. And until you do, there will be no other life. And so um, I'm listening now because I'm 43 and that biological clock is ticking madly. Um, and I'm beginning to do the things that I need to do. I'm still not all the way there. Stubborn, stubborn as a mule. Um, but I will say taking care of your body is one of the biggest ways you can put yourself first. 
And when I say take care of your body, whatever that means today, tomorrow, this week, this month, like I'm not going to prescribe to you. We all know what it means. When you're on an infertility, or I like to call it a fertility journey, you got to drink water. You have to sleep seven hours a night. They say eight, but I'm going to go seven to eight. You got to take lots of supplements and vitamins. You you have to reduce your stress level working on that. Not very good at that at the moment. Um, You have to create a, a conception space where there is room in your life and room in your heart and room in your womb for a child. That's if you're on an infertility journey. In general, it applies like that no matter where you are with your body. Like your body is your home. It's your temple. And so if you are treating it badly, if you are abusing it, it's going to tell you. And when it says, get your poop in a scoop, you are not taking care of this home that you own, that your soul lives in. I would just say, if you really want to put yourself first, take care of that first. Whatever that means to you. If that means walking three days a week, if that means, you know, uh, drinking a gallon of water a day, like whatever, I don't know what it means for you. You know what it means for you. But whatever that looks like for you, do that. Do that. And then honor the abundance of your health by really nurturing your body and the rest of your life will start to fall into place. Seems really contradictory because so much of my life has been like, let me get my this, 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 and this right, and then I'll deal with my body. And now that I want my body to do something extraordinary, like produce another life, uh, my body's going, so you ignore me for the last 20 years and now you want something? Like, you got to come correct. And so it is stopping me in my tracks because I can't get away with the same kind of overwork, uh, less sleep, less water now that I did at 23. It's just not the same. And that's not about like getting old. That's about my body is, is, is wiser and it's less willing to compensate for my abuse of it. That's a good reframe for any woman in her forties who wants to walk around and saying, say she's old. We're not old ladies. Like even at 50, won't be old at 60, won't be old at 70, won't be old. Now maybe 80 will be old. You know what I mean? Like there does come a moment, an ancient moment where you go, okay, I'm 80 something. I'm 89. I'm, I've almost lived a hundred years. I'm kind of ancient and you still adore it. But 40s is not old, sweetheart. I'm just going to speak to my ladies in their 40s. I don't know why women in their 30s cry about being old, let alone women in their 40s. No, we're not old. We are wise. We are strong. I think the 40s are the first decade where I've ever been like, this is what you get. And if you don't like it, well, sucks to be you. Strongly in my 40s, I feel that. I, I felt that pretty strongly towards the end of my 30s too, but I think now I'm starting to really own it. So 40s to me is not old. Um, but I would say forties is the age where your body really says to you, you have to like your body sets a higher standard for what it will and will not accept from you. And it says, you've got to treat me right, or I will not work for you. And it's like, I, I have, I have cut every corner for you in the twenties and thirties, but now that we're in the forties, uh, uh, you got to deliver what I need or else I won't work. And that's just a different standard. And it should be a different standard because you should be putting yourself first in your 40s. Hello? You should be doing that. So 
here's what I want to say at the end of the day. Um, 2021, mark my words, is going to be a challenging year for many different reasons. Um, it is a year five roller coaster, ups and downs. It's going to be challenging. The best way you can manage a year, a world year that's filled with world events that are challenging, the best way you can manage that is to put yourself first. And the best way you can handle any personal life storms that come your way any year, whether it's a world year five or anything else, is to put yourself first. And the sooner you can learn how to do that, I wish I had women in their 20s listening to this and starting it in their 20s. So by the time you hit 43, you have got it like down to a science. You are literally like there's nobody in your life who doesn't honor what you need because you have been the prime example of honoring what you need to them every single time you turn around. I want that for women in their 20s. I don't want you to wait till 43 to figure this out. And so what I want to say at the end of the day is very, very simple. It's time to put yourself first. There's no, there's no other way. You're going to hit a, a brick wall if you continue to not put yourself first, where there will, your body will stop you. Your soul will stop you. Your mind will, you, don't let it get to that place. Be your own witness. Choose to accept the mission where you find peace with exactly who and what you are. Listen, you know what? I am not for everybody. It, you know, it took me into my 30s to really embrace the fact that I'm not for everybody and that's okay. And if I'm not for you, there are a million, there are billions of people on this planet. Somebody is for you if I'm not. But it took me a long time to get to the place of saying, you know what? I'm not for everybody and I wasn't meant to be, but I got to be for me. Like it, you may not be for everybody and you may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you got to be your cup of tea. And if you're not, then it is time to sit with yourself and tell yourself the truth and go, how do I make myself my cup of tea? How do I get there? Because I, the only person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, from the second I took my first breath to the second I take my last, the only person who's going to be with me all those seconds of my life is me. So I got to be my own cup of tea. I just have, there's just no way I'm going to walk through the earth and not have my own back and like myself and love myself. There's no way. And so I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to challenge myself, especially as I'm hitting 43 and I have these babies I want to have. And goodness gracious, like I, I'm hitting my own expiration date of I'm not doing this at 47, 48, 49, and 50. Nope. Not doing Front newborn up every two hours at 47 years old. Nope, not doing it. Um, as I'm hitting my own expiration date on some of the biggest dreams of my life, I'm also saying, but I got to put me first. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to handle the things that I keep saying I want if I don't master this. And so my call to action to you is master this first. Be your own witness. Love who and what you are right now. Do things that bring you joy on a regular basis. Tell yourself the truth about what isn't working. And rather than like exploding your life because of it, just sit with the truth with yourself for a while, like months, maybe years, who knows, and decide what needs to happen to change that. And then bottom line, take care of your body. 
whatever that looks like. Don't try to be a perfectionist about that. Don't try to say, I can lose three pounds a week, two pounds a week. No, no, no. Just like, what does your body need to, uh, to be vital and vibrant and optimal and give it that? That is my challenge to you for 2021. That is my challenge to me for 2021. And let me read Anais Nin's quote one more time, just so it all, we cement all of this and, and just ground it in our beings. Here's Anais Nin. My mission, should I choose to accept it, is to find peace with exactly who and what I am. To take pride in my thoughts, my appearance, my talents, my flaws, and to stop this incessant worrying that I can't be loved as I am. Final point, you can be loved as you are. You are loved as you are, but it begins and ends with you. You gotta love you as you are. No one else will until you do. Period. All right, everybody, I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.